We are now recording, my friends. Hello and welcome. Go ahead, Camille. I said hello and welcome. I said, Kelly, are you going to kick it off and tell us what we're going to do here today? Yes. So on this call today, we have Camille Sowell, Kelsey Ekdahl, my current, former and current trainers, right? And then myself. And so we went through um, the Tribe Facebook page and asked people for some topics of like, what are you struggling with? What are some questions we can answer for you? Uh, overwhelmingly, when I looked through the themes, nutrition, um, everybody came back to nutrition. And so I thought what we'd do is we'd start there. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we may have to break this up into a couple of calls. Um, but the number one theme um, is people really not understanding food, um, macros, and calories needed for various levels of activity. And I think that um, we all view the body as an amazing science experiment. And knowing when to give your body more calories, less calories, more activity, less activity, it's all a science experiment and it's trial and error. And so one of the things that I thought I would just start out with as a question to both of you is you have somebody coming to you that's just starting out in fitness and their number one question is going to be, where do I start? So... Camille, uh, kick us off? Sure, yeah. I actually, um, this is a very recent time that I have had the opportunity to create my personal training business the exact way that I want it to. So I revisited my approach to weight loss and I had this exact question. Okay, when someone comes to me and says, where do I start? I want to give them a simple and succinct answer instead of what normally happens is like a 20 minute di divulging into all of the aspects of training. But what I've boiled it down to and what I like to call the lily pad effect or the lily pad process rather is we have to, at the end of the day, we have to track your weight. We have to track your intake and we have to track your movement. And then though, once we have those three things down, there's a million other lily pads that we can jump on that all help us get across the pond of weight loss. But not if we don't get those first three down, we're not going to get across the path at all. We, we might get farther into the pond and makes it feel like we're moving closer to weight loss, but we're never going to get across the pond if we don't hit those three things to some degree. Now, I will stop it here short saying that there is a number of ways that people can track your weight, your intake, and your movement. It doesn't have to be tracking on my fitness pal, stepping on a scale every single day, and wearing a Fitbit. That is my preferred method to track all of those things because it's very touchable, tangible for me to use the, those data points. Um, but they're, the method and way we track those things can change. But at the end of the day, those are the three things that I like to focus on measuring to create change. Kelsey. Wait, when you say, when you say intake real quick, can, yes. quick, can you clarify what that means? Nutritional <laughs> intake. Yes. Um, just food. Just food. Um, okay. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of other lily pads on the pond of sleep and foam rolling and a lot of other lily pads, but those are the three ones that I like to get started focusing on first and then address each one as they come up with due interest. Okay. Um, so first of all, and like Camille touched on this without even saying it, but when people ask you a question, especially if they're reaching out on like social media and stuff and they're like, where do I start? Um, it's important to not start alone. 
So like she, she said we, and we, and we, and that's, uh, that's assuming that somebody is working with us. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with us. It can be with maybe another buddy that's been through the same journey as you, that you're kind of like tag teaming with to get some better ideas. Um, it ideally would be some type of professional, depending on where you're at in your journey. Like if you have a significant issues that you need help with, then obviously so you need to work with a doctor or registered dietitian or something. If there's something that are a little bit more, I don't want to say normal, but um, a little bit easier to handle, then obviously working with a personal trainer is a great idea. But um, number one, you need to get some direction and guidance from somebody who does this for a living. Um, because trying to do this on your own, there are definitely people who have done it and who have figured it out. Um, there's no question about it, and they've been very successful. But for the average person, you don't do this for a job. I don't know how to do what you do for a job, Kelly. So why would I assume that I can do what you do on my own and vice versa? So that's number one. So let's just like lay that out there right now and not assume that you're trying to do this on your own. But that being said, the first thing that I would do is very similar to Camille is I would have you start tracking your food. Um, and that literally could mean like writing down exactly what you're eating right now, no matter how crazy you think it is or how bad you think it is or whatever it is. We have to know a starting point. And so, and nutrition, I'm so glad we're talking about nutrition today because that is uh, the arguably the number one thing that can get somebody to any different type of fitness goal. There's obviously other important factors, but nutrition is the one that people struggle with the most and is arguably the most important. So we got to know where you're starting from. And if I don't know where you're starting from, I can't help you make the small little habit changes to be able to get eventually to where you have a really well-rounded diet. So that's where I would say to start um, if you're looking to get into any type of fitness goal or just healthy lifestyle or you're starting to work with somebody. If you don't create that baseline, there's nowhere that we can really effectively go from there. Um, I would like to... Uh, I said I would like to add on top of that too, um, saying something that I think is uh, very obvious to me as a trainer, but I I think it's very important to reiterate when we're looking at weight loss on a long term scale. I think it's important to understand like kind of that chart of where things are supposed to go at what times and what that's supposed to look like. And so, a really simple visualization is. I want to start with your food levels as high as I can possibly get them. And I want to start with your activity levels as low as they are. And over time, I want to bring your food down and I want to bring your activity up to continue to generate weight loss. And then I want those two to pass paths again so that we're having our food high again and our movement low again. And that's where I want to maintain. Um, I don't think people think about their weight loss journey from a point of my nutrition is going to come down and then it's going to come up. Um, and same for their activity levels. I think people think they're just going to have to reduce their food forever. Um, when that's not how I would approach long-term weight loss, I would, like I said, there's, and there's a lot of movements that happen within that journey. Um, but it's important to think about those things are going to change. Uh, let me, I'm going to write this one down because it's not exactly relevant here, but I'll, I'll fit it in where it fits in. Back to you. Is real in this group. Hey, Camille, so I will say I did not understand that when I first started. 
And and that um, is that your food should be high, right? Um, and that your activity is low. And so, just can you can either of you explain why that is so important for the journey? Because most people they think most people think I need to cut my food and I need to do a lot of cardio, and that's how I'm going to lose weight. Like everybody, I I would say the majority of the people come to you with that preconceived notion of this is how it's supposed to go. So how do you undo that? And why, why what you just said, Camille, is that, like, I can't even say, foundationally, fundamentally critical for people to understand. I'll explain it the way I always explain it to my clients, and maybe Kelsey has a different way of explaining it. My goal is to make your fire as big as possible. And this has become a better mode of metaphor since owning a house that I heat my wood stove with wood. Um, it makes a lot even more sense. Um, but for that, um, I'm going to actually pass it back to Kelsey. Tell Kelsey, you tell me why you would put it that way. She's, I think she was going to touch on it, but I'm going to throw out the buzzword that everybody knows, and that's metabolism. So everybody like has heard of metabolism at some point, but they don't. I'm assuming that they don't associate it with this particular scenario. And this is like the, this is the exact time to be able to bring in that buzzword. So um, your metabolism usually, yes, if it's yep. a, if you haven't, um, and there, there's always. There's always different considerations that we have to take into account. Like if something in your body isn't working properly and that's where Camille was like, Oh, all the different leap pads that we could jump on. But let's just assume that your body in general is functioning fairly normally um, and you are not eating enough food. Your metabolism will be low. So like, this is where um, the issue comes in where people who are significantly overweight and they're eating really, really low amounts of food and they're like, why am I not losing weight? That's because your body is very adaptive. And so it is going to do whatever it needs to do to be able to survive. So if it's not getting in enough food, your metabolism is going to be very low. And then like Camille was probably going to touch on, then your fire is not burning as hot and then we don't end up metabolizing the amount of fat that we want to, to be able to lower our body fat percentage. That means that we have to feed ourselves up very slowly to be able to raise the metabolism levels, get your fire burning higher, and then your body will start to burn fat efficiently as you start to lower back down your food and increase your exercise. So metabolism plays directly into that, and that's why it's super important to start out or to work your way up to a high level of food um, so that you can be able to eventually bring that food back down and your metabolism will be higher when you start out your fat loss journey. Yes, that's exactly it. And I think the easiest way to... Uh, clarify, I guess, the differences and approaches. When clients come to me, a lot of the things they're doing, like Kelly, like what you just said, they're cutting food immediately and they're increasing calories immediately. That might be something I would do if my only goal was to lose as much weight in 30 days as I had possible. However, that's not the goal I have for anybody. The goal for anybody, my goal would be weight loss for one year from now to have less body fat and a higher muscle mass. And so that's, you would approach it from a long-term perspective so that year, a year from now, our resting metabolic rate or our metabolism is burning more calories, allowing us to eat more food and do less work. 
which is what everybody's goal should be. And it's amazing. And you can get to the other side of the fence. You can get to the point where you are now. You don't always have to be losing weight. And it's a journey. It's a long one that can happen. Um, so I think adjusting that perspective, um, it's a it's it's a long journey. A lot of what personal training is, is expectation management. It's yes, weight loss can happen, but it's probably not going to happen on your timeline. <laughs> It's going to happen from your body's timeline. Kelsey, what do you, do you see that a lot on expectation management, clients doing things 100% and not feeling good about it despite their weight loss is being on par? For sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a balance between um, being patient enough and or just like we're our own worst critics. So even if you are making significant progress, like there's so many times where I have to send a client a side by side because they don't think they're making any progress. And I'm like, you weirdo, like it's right here, like right here. But like we all are our own worst critic and we will not see the changes generally that happen because we see ourselves every day. So it's important to obviously take a step back, look at how far you've come, but also remember that this is a patient's game. And so many people yo-yo diet because they didn't give their body enough time to build momentum to be able to see the results on the back end of the journey. Because people are too consumed. Sorry. No, I I was going to go ahead. I was going to say, because people are too consumed with that damn scale. That's why. So I would say as much as pictures suck taking them, you will be so, so, so glad that you did. And you don't have to share them with anybody. You, I mean, just keep them for yourself. And I know some people are like, I don't know. I mean, I remember when I first started training with Josh, you know, and he was like, send me pictures. And I was like, or my, or, you know, even my weight. I was like, uh, I don't even want to see that. Right. But you have to get to the point where you have to, you did this to yourself. Right. And you have to live with the consequences of your decisions and know that you're now doing better. Right. Um, so with, with regard to this, um, somebody in the tribe, right, um, does a lot of activity, right? And that was one of her, her, and she is an athlete, really. Um, she's not an Ironman, right? She swam, I mean, she has done a lot. And she's really struggling. And I think this topic of um, activity and food and metabolism is perfect to touch on because just like right now, she's lifting three times, you know, several hours. She bikes two and a half to seven hours a week. She's swimming two hours per week. Um, she feels like she's becoming heavier, and she's at about 2,200 calories a day. Um, would, would that be enough, potentially, for all the activity that she's doing? Um, like, how do, you, how do you kind of, like, talk through that? I would say I would need to know her height and weight, personally, um, but I... You'd be surprised, A, if if it's a, a rock-solid 2,200 calories that's um, 100% confident in, and she's hitting it, nailing it day after day after day, and the exercise is consistent, bring your calories down, and it'll probably generate weight loss. Um, there's there's a lot of unknowns that I, I see in this right. scenario. One being, I mean, this level of act, activity doesn't necessarily warrant something to me that is like that of a marathon runner of like in an excess carbohydrates. This isn't um, activity level that I would put in like the needs special care and attention to make sure we're not being nutrient deficient. Um, 
yeah, I would say I need more information about this person. But at the end of the day, if this is ac- if the tracking is accurate and the exercise has been consistent and the nutrition has been consistent and we're still gaining weight um, and also feeling heavier and actually being heavier are two different things. So I'd want to confirm that the weight is actually increasing. Um, and then I would start to decrease calories, slowly chip them away. But Kels, uh, it's, it's kind of a loaded question, getting someone in the middle right. of their journey. Um, they could be eating 2,200 calories as compared to 1,800 calories. And of course, they would be gaining weight. Um, this could be level activity levels coming. She, this could be re- significantly reduced activity level, um, which would change whether the weight is we're going to be gaining or losing. So not enough information on my end. <laughs> no, I, I agree with I agree with Camille. I mean, um, it's you'd need I'd need to know I'd need to know our measurements. I like specifically like you kind of mentioned the exercise, but it's like I'd need to see it laid out. I need to see the food laid out. This is a perfect example of why you don't do it yourself <laughs> because like yep. there's just, there's no, but here's the other big thing too. Um, based off of the type of exercise she's doing and what it sounds like to be her goal is now, I'm not sure if her goal is like legitimate fat loss or if her goal is just to maintain a healthy weight to be able to perform. That's two different goals mm-hmm. and you can attack that. You need to attack that from two different ways. So I, it, unless I know, okay, is your number one goal fat loss, then I'm going to have you train completely different from what you're doing. Is your number one goal to be an athlete? Then we can take at it from a different perspective. But again, too, like Camille said, too, um, what does it mean that you're feeling heavier? Like, are you putting on muscle mass and you think you're getting fatter? Like, that could potentially be it too, but kudos to her for eating above 2000 calories because I rarely see that in a female and that is awesome. That's really hard to do because we've been told our whole lives that like 1200 calories is the magic number, especially for a female if you want to lose weight and like to be above two is especially like being active like that is necessary. Um, so yeah, I mean it, Feel free if she has any more specific questions based off of that, reach out to us. But, um, like, yeah, it's, it's so, it's so individualized. So it really depends on a lot of different factors. Even the so things, say, um, oh, real, real quickly though, yeah. but I will say if you do have questions, like both Kelsey and Camille are yes. amazing. Not that I'm using this to plug their services, <laughs> but, um, they are phenomenal and clearly they know what they're talking about. And I love them both dearly. So reach out to them and they will help you. And if you need a trainer, even if it's online, they will be there for you. So that's my little plug, but Camille, go ahead. Um, yeah. And even something as splitting hairs is, and when it comes down to like trusting the professionals is if I see something, um, written down, but I know this client specifically, and I know it's, Kelsey, because I've seen her train and I've seen her bike and I've seen her swim. I know that this means she's expending a lot more calorie expenditure than if I let another client do this. Um, and things with biking and swimming, they they give off red flags because I'm a lazy person. So uh, those are two things that you can do extremely slowly and not burn a ton of calories. And so the time spent is one measurement, but the intensity also is another factor to be considered too that sways the scale one way or another. And that's where your trainer's judgment and kind of gut instinct is comes into play more when you know what client you're working with specifically. 
Um, I'm on a bunny trail just really quickly. This is bad, but I can't help myself because I have seen this so many times in the past, like, couple years that I've been training. Um, If you are a female and you have unexplained, like, weight gain and you feel like you're doing every single thing right, please look back into your birth control because this is something that I've seen mess up so many females and they get so frustrated now, obviously, I'm not like, I'm not certified to be able to help you with your birth control, but please talk to your doctor and like, tell them what's going on because so many birth controls have the side effect of weight gain and they don't tell you that when you take them. And whenever you are messing with your hormones in any small way, that could potentially lead to weight gain. So maybe I don't know if what she's on if she has any type of insertion or she does the depo shot or something like that but those can be incredibly detrimental to a good body composition if you take them for too long or it's just not right for your body and your body's rejecting it or all that kind of stuff so I just wanted to throw that out there because I have a feeling that there will be multiple people listening to this that struggle with that and they don't even know it and that is one of the biggest things that I want females to look into. I'm not saying that it happened to you, but it definitely could be an unknown factor that is frustrating the hell out of you. And I hate seeing that for girls. So look into that for sure. One of the things that I think I'm both hearing you both say and is intensity. Like intensity matters significantly, I think. And I'm, I'm kind of in, this, in that space myself. Kels will have a lot talked about tomorrow night. Um, but how do people measure intensity, right? Like, what do you, because um, somebody might think that they're killing it, right? And then, because they're saying, like, I'm doing all these things, and I'm eating, and why is it, not, you know, so I think intensity, like, how do people measure their intensity? That's a good question. Kelly, are you talking about? Are you talking about just workouts or are you talking about like the whole entire process in general? Specifically, I'm thinking workouts, like when you go swimming or when you are walking or when you're on the Stairmaster or when you're running, even when you're lifting, right? There are mechanisms. There are ways that you can measure your, if your output really is like in a yellow or a green per se, like how does somebody really know how much they're bringing it? Right. Because as a trainer, like, I mean, what's interesting, if you have a trainer, like I've had both of you, you know, once you get kind of familiar with how I lift, both of you know how much more I have in the tank. Right. Like we'll get to 10 or we'll get to 15 and you'll, I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard, oh, you got five more. Right. And then we get five more and you're like, ah, maybe you got a couple more. Give me a couple more. Right. Um, when you don't, when you don't have that person sitting there watching you, how do you know how much more you really should be giving? Um, uh, this is a non-traditional answer, but uh, starting off expectation management again, working out will never get easier. It never will. Your first day training with a trainer is going to suck just as bad as the last time you trained with a trainer. Like it should always suck. And maybe that I don't like blanket statements like that, but. Your working out shouldn't, it isn't the thing that's going to get easier over time. And if it is, you've probably dropped your intensity down. 
your nutrition should get easier over time. No one ever talks about their nutrition getting easier over time, but I sure hope that that gets easier for you over time as you learn to change your habits around your nutrition. But working out, frankly, should never get easier. Your weights will, you should be always trying to push that bar in your working out. And I think if you ask yourself, like, am I bringing it? Is this the best I can do? That's how you measure intensity. If you're just going from A to B and it got easy, your intensity is not there and you know it just as well as I do. Yep. So uh, I'll break it down a little bit more uh, how I break it down, like more practically for mm-hmm. my clients. So let's start, let's talk about cardio first because cardio and lifting are two different animals. Um, so generally like most people, I shouldn't say most people, about half of the people have heart rate monitors and you can do it that way. And there's like, um, uh, you, and this is completely individual depending on your individual resting heart rate and stuff like that. But in general, if you don't have a heart rate monitor, um, we, we have a low intensity, a moderate intensity and a high intensity cardio. And I base it off of like, how well can you have a conversation, right? So if you're, if you're prescribed like cardio, then you should be able to carry on a conversation. So like if I'm just walking on the treadmill and I can talk to you, Kelly, next to me, that would be a low intensity cardio. Moderate intensity would be, it'd be difficult for me to have a conversation for you. So like every couple of like words or stuff, I'd probably have to take a deep breath, but I can still get a conversation out. That would be a moderate intensity. And then a high intensity, there'd be no talking. Like we're just trying to breathe, right? And the... The right cardio for you depends on your body type and it depends on your goal. So like for my bodybuilding competitors, a lot of the times when they're cutting, I will have them do a low intensity cardio because I don't want them to increase their stress levels in their body too high because we're cutting calories. It could potentially be the same for a weight loss client, but it just depends on their body type because we're not hitting it as hard as a bodybuilder would. Um, so, but if you have a significant amount of calories in you, then you can sustain a high intensity cardio and get the benefits of that without getting or building up too much stress within your body. Um, so that's kind of how I play out cardio for lifting. Camille's hundred percent right. It should always be your 100%. Now, little caveat, 100% does not mean you have a personal record every time you walk into the gym. 100% might be you have to lift 10 pounds lighter than you did last week because your body's recovering from something or your hormones are cycling or you didn't get enough sleep or whatever it is, but you should always give 100%. And what 100% means a little bit more practically is like, let's say if I have three sets of 15 repetitions to do on an exercise, I want to pick a weight where repetitions like 12 to 15 are very, very difficult for me to finish. So it's really, really hard for you to keep good form. You're really struggling at the end, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you like have to drop the weight before the set is over. If you can complete all three sets with the same weight for 15 repetitions, then you're allowed to increase the weight next time you come in. If you can't get through all three sets, then you need to stay at that weight until you can get through all three sets. That's kind of how I tell my clients when they're lifting to be able to pick their weights is make sure it's hard at the end for you to keep warm. And once you get to a point where you can do all three sets with that same weight, then you can increase the weight next time. And maybe next time you do set one with a heavier weight, but 
but she can't get fully to being able to do all three sets with a heavier weight. There you go. I think that's perfect. Boom. Boom. Um, some other questions that we got. Um, well, I'm curious um, your commentary on this because people think um, we have about 10 minutes left for this session. Um, most people think, okay, Camille just gave me my calories, right, that I should be targeting. And now I know how, like, my, my plan, my workout plan, right? And let's say she has, like, two cardio sessions in it. But I'm really gung-ho because I just started, and I'm, like, fierce, and I'm going to I'm gonna come out of the gate strong. So if Camille gave me two cardio sessions, maybe I could do four and get to my goals faster. And she told me I should eat around 2,200 calories, but maybe if I do 2,100, I'm going to get there super fast, right? But I'm trying to help Camille. What problem does that present to you as a trainer and as me doing that to myself in the plan that you just gave me? Because I think that's really, really critical for people to understand you don't do that. It's really frustrating. Um, and I just explain it le like less is not more, more is not more. Doing anything different than what I know is happening, it makes the whole plan null and void. Um, if you're doing this on your own, I understand the philosophy of less means faster. Um, that's not how it works when we're looking at the long term. Um, that's why you're working with a professional, someone to lay out the plan for you. Um, and if you think you can do it better, go and try to do it better. I would highly advise if you pay someone for their advice and opinions, I would listen to them. Inquire when necessary. Any trainer should be able to back up their methodology for you. Um, I believe trainer secret sauce doesn't come in any strategy. It comes in accountability. So I'm very happy sharing all of my wisdom or reason reasoning with any client who asks because I it's weight loss to me is a concept that is simple but can be hard to execute. So accountability helps ex execute that process. Um, I don't even know what the original question was, but I, I feel, I hope that answered it. Yep. No, you, yeah, you hit it on the head. Um, so first of all, I have done this before. So, I mean, I completely understand the whole methodology behind it. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it sounds so appealing, but again, this is not an instant gratification thing. This is a delicious gratification thing and like we've been talking about there are so many variables that have to be in a certain spot for this to work that if you try and switch up a couple variables as a coach we can then no longer accurately shift something to make the plan continue to work so your best bet and your fit like your fastest results, and this is one of Kelly's favorite uh, things, as is mine and Camille's, is trust the process. You have to trust the process because if we don't know where your variables are at and you're just shifting them by yourself, then again, like Camille said, like, why did you hire us? Like, we have these set at a certain place for your benefit and 
for you to be able to see the fastest results. But if my clients keep checking in with me and they're not hitting their stuff, they're not getting their calories up to where we need them to be, they're um, doing too much cardio, doing all that kind of stuff, then I can't accurately make any changes that will help you to speed up the process. And here's the other thing about cardio, because you mentioned this in the beginning, Kelly, how people are like less food, more cardio. Cardio is a tool. And if you pull your tool out of your toolbox too soon, then we can't use it later down the road for your benefit when you hit a plateau in your weight loss journey. And you will hit a plateau. It happens to everybody, at least at one point in their journey. So if you pull that tool out too soon, then we can't use it later. You've already used it. And then we have to start all over and rebuild back up everything and then bring it back down. So make sure that you're as consistent as you can be ask questions we would love to explain why we're doing something and even if you don't like it at least you'll know why and you can follow it better to be able to see the results faster than if you start changing things on your own and i will say that if you um, are ever thinking about hiring a trainer or a nutritionist or anybody to help you you have to go into that and you have to decide i'm going to be 100 percent honest with this person because to your point kelsey and Camille, like you can't help them if if they're not honest with you. Like I, hands down, like don't even don't even hire a trainer or a nutritionist or anything if you are because you're only hurting yourself, right? Yeah. And you are paying for the value of someone else's knowledge that you don't have. And, and the other thing yep. is too is we've done it. Like we've been there. We've we've failed. We've done crazier crap than probably all of you guys have. So don't feel ashamed to tell us anything because I've probably done it 10 times worse than you have. Whatever you think you did wrong that you can't tell us, it's totally okay. Like I'd rather have all of my clients check in with me and maybe they didn't do what they were supposed to do, but they're honest about it. And they're like, Hey, you know what? I had a bad week. This is what happened. Um, and then I can go in and make different changes to be able to help you combat whatever you're struggling with. But like, if you're not honest with me and you're off doing your own thing, I can't even help you fix the things that you're struggling with. So never be ashamed to tell, well, if you're working with or asking Camille and I a question for sure, um, Kelly's super honest too. You can always ask her, like, never be ashamed to share your struggles or what you're dealing with because we've all been there and we've done it and we've figured out ways how to get around it. So we'd love to share those with you too. I was just going to say before that, um, I need to know about eating cookies in your car at 2 AM. That's an important teaching moment for me. One, I want to be there for you because I get it. Like Kelsey was saying, I feel like I'm qualified to speak on a lot of these instances because I've experienced them myself. And it's very real. And it's very scary feeling like food has the upper hand. And I get it. And I want to be able to talk you off the edge and get you to where you need to go. But I, I can't help you if I don't know that you're binge eating cookies in your car at 2am. I need to know about those things so I can help figure out what's going on with that and not be afraid to call in help when there's help is needed. I'm not and I, I'm sure Kelsey would say the same thing too. There's some issues are bigger than being able to follow a plan. There is a time and a place when 
um, therapy or counseling is required or can be very helpful in aiding with this process, um, especially if adherence is a lasting, longing issue. Um, that may be something I would resort to if needed. Um, but I, I do try to help help everybody as much as I can. But I'm I think it's important, just like with the birth control and weight gain. Does every woman on birth control have, struggle with weight gain? No. But is it a problem for some? Yes. So it's important to just be aware of all those different factors that can contribute to it. Um, and just be open and honest. A lot of trainers that I've met, they aren't in it for the money. They're in it because it is a passion-filled industry that you get to touch people's lives and help them completely learn how to live a different lifestyle. Um, and it's a it can be a very rewarding career. So it's find a trainer that you trust. I Kelsey or uh, Kelly, rather, you've had a lot of different trainers and you've connected with all of them on a lot of different ways. But how important to you is a trainer trainee connection? I, I can't even stress it enough, right? Like I, like that is your partner. That is your person that you are walking in the valley with and flying high with, right? Like I literally, I can't even tell you how, how important it is, right? And I've been blessed three times over with amazing partners. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I could cry right now. Um, but I think something that on that on that point is that we carry as humans a lot of shame, right? So we shame ourselves, and we think other people are going to shame us. And I know, you know, specifically with the trainers I've had, I've never experienced that. So um, be honest, I guess. Is, Right. My takeaway. Um, I think we have to wrap up here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back with more topics. Um, any closing words? Um, nope. Reach out. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Yeah, no, this is this has been awesome. I'm excited to do future ones. I know we have a lot to talk about and answer, and um, there's just so much that we want to share with all of you. So thank you so much for listening. And, um, yeah, like Camille said, feel free to reach out. We're always here. Um, yeah, so, and thanks, Kelly, for facilitating all of this. You are awesome, uh, and you are an awesome example to all of the people that follow you as somebody who is crushing their who is crushing everything that they set out for because Kelly has done an amazing, amazing job creating not just her own physical transformation in her weight loss, but also endured a very mental transformation as well. And I've had the pleasure of working with her over the years um, and been able to witness that change and which led to a great influence of other people. So again, thank you, Kelly, for setting this up. Um, I hope that this was helpful for anyone listening. Um, I hate that everything, every answer kind of was an answer with an asterisk, but I, it really is a highly individualized um, journey that can take some really personal time and attention. So if you are looking for specific questions to be answered, reach out and we will be happy to answer them.